Hello, I'm Rebecca Horan and a very warm welcome to A Little Birdie Told Me, a podcast brought to you by Rollercoaster.ie. In this season, I will sit down and chat to 16 pretty interesting people to discuss pregnancy, parenting and everything in between. On this episode, I sit down with Emma Dowling, a.k.a. Emma Empowered, who is founder of Empowered Movement, a pre and postnatal exercise specialist. She runs her own retreats. She's a twin mama and mum to Jacob as well. I'm very happy to be joined by somebody I follow and admire a lot, a great deal. Emma Dowling, who is Empowered Mama, aka Empowered Mama, a pre and postnatal exercise specialist. And she runs, of course, Empowered Retreats. And then just as a kind of side gig, you know, just to add to it all, uh, is a mother of three. And that's um, a gorgeous little boy and twin girls. So uh, no mean feat. Welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for having me along today. I'm delighted to have you. I, I follow you and have seen you at things from afar. But I think to get to speak to you is a real treat because you're a very special person, particularly on, on social media. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. How are you even leaving the house to kind of come in and do something in the morning? What is the reality of that? How are you getting on? It was a real treat, actually, to come into Dublin today. Um, I was really looking forward to it and kind of stepping outside of the norm of, you know, trying to work from home and the juggle. So it is a real treat. But obviously the logistics of getting here um, was a bit crazy. Um, My husband leaves for work at 6 a.m. every morning. So thankfully, our childminder came in a little bit early to do the school run. So I didn't look like I'd been dragged through a hedge upon arriving here today. <laughs> <look> fantastic. <laughs> I had about a 20 minute turnaround, but we did it. But childcare is key and we depend on childcare. It's what we we need to, in order to thrive, you know, bring an income in, you know, get to have our own careers. And I suppose we don't talk about that enough either. Um, but balance is always a word that's bandied around regarding women and their work life balance and their home balance and self care and it's always balance do you feel like it's often bandied around regarding women or do you think men get asked that word as well and how it's not an easy thing balance I definitely think it's probably more directed at women but I think balance is this holy grail this unicorn that we are all after I don't really think it exists maybe (laughs) like from day to day you can try and get small bits of balance within your day but like certainly as a mum of three running two businesses and trying to manage a household and get my own training and kind of self-care in as well. Like, how can you balance that? It doesn't balance. There's too much to do. There's too little time to focus on the training and self-care. And that's why, like in the workouts that I kind of prescribe to my clients, they're all women just like us, mostly moms or women in really, you know, with busy lives, businesses, minding parents. Like it all, we always come back to the caring role, I think, as a, a woman. Um, so it's those short workouts that can be done at home, like 20 minutes. It sounds like it's not a huge mm-hmm. ask, but for some people it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely a monstrous request 20 minutes for you to go Mm -hmm. and train while the house is probably falling down around you but I think if you can chisel the time out and find the time and make the time and you know it's going to cost you something it's gonna you know there's going to be sacrifices that have to be made in order for you to get that time and I don't think men that have that same 
um, request really on them constantly. Or the mental load or that kind of word mm-hmm. as well. The mental load. What is the mental load? It's the list that's running constantly through our mind mm. um, like a, a ticker tape at, at the bottom of your head where there's the, the gift for the, the neighbour's kid, the bill that has to be paid the oil into the car, the child's doctor appointment, the vaccine, it's just a constant yeah. ticker that you need someone else to take off you really and there are people that would comment, you know, particularly on unsuccessful women like yourself you know, well you don't need to have it all, you don't need to do everything, if you're finding it too much or it's all too busy and we all say it's chaotic why couldn't you just focus on one like parenting or a career and this kind of strange outdated commentary about mm-hmm. women why can't we have it all and it's not that we're trying to have it all we're just trying to work <laughs> yeah. it's our children yeah but like we have to work a lot of us you know I don't have the luxury of being able to stay at home and, and not work mm-hmm. and for me it was about going out and finding and creating a job role for myself that would actually work with my busy life I had to there was no job out there that I could do while minding my family to the capacity that I wanted Mm -hmm. to and live the life that I wanted to. It's not all work. It's not all childcare. Like Emma has to have her time as well or else I'd be absolutely... Broken woman. A broken Broken woman. woman. Um, And it is just, you know, I had to create that. It didn't exist. I had to leave, like I was in a beauty therapist for 12 years. I had to leave that industry because I was like, this is just not going to work for me. And this is hard work. This isn't just come, oh, Emma's come out of nowhere and is running some great retreats. (laughs) This is really hard work behind the scenes. Yeah, at the end of my last retreat there, um, it was the most amazing weekend down in Seafield with 30 women on it. And I got so emotional at the end. You know, when I was saying goodbye to the girls, I was like, this is a decade of work to get to this weekend. This took me 10 years of work, showing up, you know, doing the hard things, trying to grow all of the time, doing the uncomfortable things um, and being really vulnerable. And also, you know, being a disruptor, Mm -hmm. looking at the fitness industry when I first came into it. That's a wonderful word. I, I would see you currently as a disruptor without yeah, regards to how you speak about industry. it yeah I yeah. hated it I was like this is not okay this message is not okay even as a like um I was kind of I became pregnant quite soon with Jacob quite soon after becoming a personal trainer and I nearly left the industry because I was like there is no space here for a personal tra- trainer who's pregnant who's not like a five percent body fat wow. doing bodybuilding competitions surviving off you know chicken and broccoli in a tub of where I was like where is there a space for me it was toxic really it was so toxic it was really tough and it was kind of at the start of the whole Instagram world as well so that was all kind of building at the time and I just remember being like thinking so often like there has to be another way but Mm. I don't know what it is and it was only when I became pregnant with Jacob and then had Jacob that I was like ah I am yeah this I am everybody (laughs) yeah like the majority, like the majority of people are <laughs> just like it. me, yeah. like they're busy, they're mums, they're, they don't aspire to have a 5% body fat and do they weightlifting like competition mm-hmm. or bodybuilding competition. Mm-hmm. They just want to be a little bit more healthy. But it also doesn't correlate to <clears throat> your body changing or growing or hormones or periods or, you know, pregnancies, coming out of a pregnancy, pre and postnatal um, times in your life. If you've had surgery, being laid up, like it doesn't correlate to that. It's not the reality that you can stick to stringently. You know, when people take on these kind of excessive um, bodybuilding challenges or weight loss challenges through, you know, these... Um, slimming places yeah yeah. Uh, it's just not something that's actually a lifestyle in my opinion or sustainable it's something that you need to have in 
constantly fitting in with your world and that's what fitness should be that's yeah definitely my very small opinion of it tell me about your family your beautiful family who you you know you don't puke all over instagram i think you're very careful and selective about what you portray but i think it's enough for us to get a look in yeah um get a nosy into the the fun and crazy of it all and the gorgeousness of it all but i think you're also careful not to overexpose um but tell us about your family who who is in your family and what is your family my husband is sam um sammy he is a strength and conditioning coach so he travels a lot he works with teams wow um so he will travel a lot with the teams that he's working with and he also absolutely loves his job uh we've been married for i think like 11 years maybe oh, get it right. i think so i, I don't <laughs> wow. really know i always forget um you got married young yeah yeah wow. yeah we did actually. you did yeah and then um our first son is jacob he is five and a half and um then i have the twins lucy and willow who are 17 months so you had Jacob five and a half years ago. Um, you wanted to start a family with your with your lovely husband. How did you find, as somebody who was in to fitness and training, how did you find that pregnancy, and how did that? How did you cope with that? Yeah, um, was it a shock to the system, or I really enjoyed that pregnancy. Okay, I really did enjoy it. I had a great pregnancy. I was with the Dominoes, like a really straightforward. You know, it was pretty easy I would say um luckily mm-hmm. um but the thing that I found quite difficult about it was I was coming out of competitive Olympic weightlifting a very wow, weight brilliant. class based sport okay training in a super super team environment really intense training and that loss of identity for me when I became pregnant and having to step away from my club and Sam was actually my coach as well and my husband um, was a huge huge challenge for me and was actually quite upsetting like an identity yeah I totally totally lost my identity really and it really had me sit down and kind of think like god there just has there's more to me then Emma, the beauty therapist, Emma, the weightlifter, and soon to be Emma, the mum. Mm. But w- what is that? Yeah. I knew I had something in me, but I just had to kind of wait yeah. to let that grow. And I really had to kind of trust the process okay. that, you know, everything that I was doing would get me where I wanted to be eventually. But That's just incredible. had to play the long game. Yeah, <laughs> it is. is so it can be a long game. Yeah. Everything and if you're impatient, game. it's hard, you know, and <clears throat> yeah. you're wanting it. So you're pregnant with, with um, Jacob and you have Jacob labor yeah I had a great okay. um, labor experience with Jacob um and yeah we just had actually a really nice time now I did go back to work quite soon after he was born okay. where were you working you're working in a I was working it was mad so I was working as a beauty therapist um for myself at the time so I do that um in the evenings when Jacob went to bed and then in the mornings I was out personal training clients and then I was mommying during the day and this is what I mean you have to do the hard stuff I really had to, I knew I had to put the graft into transition okay. and eventually then I just kind of s- gradually stepped back from the beauty and got okay. more into the training and so it you dug in deep built. when he was very little yeah did you find that hard? I mean, was he? Did you have childcare set up? Was it a struggle for no, both of you? Um, Sam was around a good bit at okay. the time. My mum was a great help. Um, I used to see beauty clients at home, okay. so I was home. Brilliant. Um, but like Jacob was born on a Wednesday, not that Saturday. The following Saturday, I did a full day of work. That's crazy. I know. I, and this I, is what we're trying to I'm, tell women not to feel pressure to do, but you I did know, it. I did it. And you're admitting and I'm not you did trying that. to glorify it. Um, it. 
Were you so tired or did you just no, feel like... No, I loved it because okay, I so loved it was actually my good clients. And that's the same with my personal training clients. I love connecting with women. My clients become my friends. Okay. So They're you would have been sad not to be doing that. You would have felt kind of lonely to, to be... Yes, okay. I was like, you know, I want to see okay. this person and that person and just kind of be Emma. And for me, like holding on to my own identity... Yeah. I found that on Matt Leave. I found, you know, huge. very lonely. And yeah. you do lose a bit of yourself and you're like, where am actually am I in the abyss of yeah. nappy changing, breastfeeding, doing things for others, caregiving? I actually thought it would be this wonderful find myself time out. It's not a time out. It's a full time crazy. It's so busy. But, I, and, but yeah. my time out was the bit of time with my clients. And looking back now, I can say, God, maybe it was a bit mad. No, I mean, you were doing it within your home. You, It was, you know, an environment that you were comfortable with. You, you knew these and people. See, yeah, I did. It I sounds like time. it was gorgeous. You were also making your own money, which gives you that independence. Yeah. But yeah, not easy. And I think it's very different if you work for a company and you take that time out because you know that you're going to go back to something. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah, I have to say Matt Leave is not this um, golden chalice, uh, fun, exciting. Matt Leave can be tricky for some women. I found it very yeah. challenging. Yeah, so then um, at the end of that maternity leave, I, I went back. I was working a little bit in a gym as well. And <clears throat> I did, I think, one class back. And then they made me redundant. Oh. Um, <laughs> Because I didn't maintain my class during my maternity leave. Because so. you had a vagina, was it? <laughs> was it that? Well, Surely not. I don't know. But honestly, they did Jeez. me the biggest favour okay. by doing that. Because There's no really, regrets there. No, there isn't. And, you know, I owe these people a lot as well because they really pushed, they pulled me into the industry initially as well. So, do you know, well, it's just... It's the past. It is the yeah, past, yeah. but it all worked out. Yeah. They did me the biggest favour by making it was so tough I it's was funny like so that some people say that oh was. I was made redundant from a job or I was <coughs> let go or I was pushed ahead of a company and you're like oh it's the end of the world but it actually led to something even better it did yeah so I had two personal training clients at the time um, and nowhere to train them nowhere to train myself and this idea like to do my mum and baby classes where you know mums could come to the gym and train in a way that was suitably challenging and appropriate for them and it was like oh I've nowhere to do this so it was really just scrambling to try and 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 find somewhere and it all worked out where did you do it on the beach in the garden in the wherever I have a friend who does it wherever at the moment she's just trying to find spaces and I it think, works I think I just took a week or two off went okay. and regrouped and found somewhere okay. and yeah went again but it is just like I think probably for everybody in business I don't know but maybe more so females in business because we have the obstacles of pregnancies and um, maternity leaves and all that, that it is really, and I say it to my clients in the gym all the time, do you know, stand back up, dust yourself off okay. and let's go again. Okay. Do you know, I, I think that a lot whenever things go wrong for me because things go wrong a lot. But they don't like, see, they don't, you, I think you're doing incredibly well. You're here on this journey where you've been made redundant, you find your own path, you've got this little boy, you know, your home, your husband, you get pregnant again. Yeah, a few years after mine, so yeah. there's a few years between, and you know I don't want to get too much into the like, did you want to have more children? But I presume there was a bit of like, will we go again involved in yeah. that? He eventually talked me around. Yeah, so I was going to say there's usually a conversation about like, <laughs> and you were kind of like, okay, I'm at a point where I feel like I can step back a bit and go straight back into. Yeah, my well, it was kind of like if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. So let's. So you get pregnant. So yeah, we got pregnant really quickly. And Hang on, did you know? From very early on, there was something different about this pregnancy. I was in a hula hoop. Okay. I was so tired. Okay. I very was like exo- like completely exo- exhausted. I've never felt exhaustion like it. Like <sighs> so tired. 
I was a bit of a nightmare I've heard to deal with <laughs> from my husband he was like and he said to me once or twice like Emma this might be twins like you're I have never seen you like this before like okay. I was so Off. and I was like don't say that to me like don't put that on me would that have been a fear yeah 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 I was really that would that's scary, do you know? So you babies. go in for a scan. So what happened actually was um, I had a bleed one night. So nobody knew I was pregnant. Um, it was I was nine weeks and six days. So I was going in for a scan the next day. Okay. But the night before I had a bleed. So it was into Hollis Street. Um, had to ring my mom and say, look, I'm pregnant. Like, I think, you know, I might be having a miscarriage. I don't know what's oh. going on. So um, in we went and it was during COVID. So I had to go in on my own. Yeah. And um that actually didn't bother me too much to be honest but um so when the girl was doing the scan and she was like this baby looks absolutely fine like we don't really know what's happening with the bleed like everything looks great and we kind of a bit of a laugh and it was great and then she obviously zoomed out on the scanner and she just went oh Oh my god! Um, I actually can't. Is, I can't even. I don't know what I would feel. Go on. Sorry. Is, is there twins in your family? And I just. I think I literally just was like, "What? Like, why?" Do you know? I was so shocked. And she said, "Like, yeah, there's two babies here." So, what was your reaction? Oh, that's why I'm like, I nearly don't mind that Sam wasn't there because I was so hysterical. Yeah. To be honest, shocked. I was so shocked. I felt like. I had been hit by a bus like I can still because it's different about planning for a second child but knowing yeah. your family is now going to be a family of five is I very different I just started shaking uncontrollably I just remember being so cold crying like Kim Kardashian tears snapped <laughs> ugly tears like, really bad telling the girl to immediately go get someone to give a second opinion I'm actually crying because I can't I know that I would be so stunned and oh. I remember following your story and if, and um, yeah. your our mutual friend Lauren was also going through I used to just go to her, how and why and what and what, you know. I know. And so this other lovely midwife came in and she was a twin mum herself. And she was like, yes, there's twins here. And she was like, I have twins. I, I know how you feel. She's doing a pure stunt in the background. Yeah. yeah you're like, oh. oh. So anyway, yeah. So then I had to go out and say to Sam. Stop like, it. So he's still I outside. I remember saying to the midwife, actually, I was like, can I text him this news? Or like, no. is this a face to face thing? And she was like maybe it's a face-to-face thing, dear. I was all over the place. Like, so out I went and I was like, well, you were right anyway. And he was like, what do you mean right about what? I was like, it's twins. And we literally drove home in silence. (laughs) (laughs) Remortgaged the house. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, it was so shocking. So because of the bleed, I'm not going to go into it, but there, there was some complications. And... I basically had to go on complete bed rest oh, for seven weeks. Emma. I had taken on about three days before that 120 new clients for a challenge online what? on top of all of my other clients. Taking payment like this is something this that you were happening. doing. It had started. Ooh. And they didn't know you were pregnant, obviously. Nobody no, did. No. So, um, bed rest the midwife was like look we're you but you can go on the sick it's okay and I was like I'm a self-employed personal trainer she was like oh that's tricky and so, you had to this would cause issues for the babas if you hadn't gone on bed oh, rest I like it was she was dangerous. literally like you cannot lift a hoover See, this is a thing you cannot empty woman. a dishwasher you, know, really tricky. you cannot do anything so <clears throat> into bed seven weeks which for my mental health oh my was God, so Anna. challenging and um, my physical um health and that it was it was really really tough um just from like pain and niggles in my body and um 
obviously trying to fulfill the promise that I'd given to these women that had trusted me and had started their fitness journey that I would fulfill the commitment that I made to them and deliver so the ha- product. So bed rest, what, what did you do? You just literally stayed in bed? <clears throat> yeah, pretty much just stayed in bed. Thankfully, I had um, some, I still have some really amazing coaches who work for me. So they kind of just delivered the, the programs that I had done and I do all the check-ins and the admin end of it but I obviously couldn't do any of the workouts at the so same how, did, how did the pregnancy you know evolve how were you feeling how was how were the babies doing did um, you constant check-ins constant check-ins <clears throat> every week I was in Hollow Street um and oh my god Emmy you're a warrior and uh once I got past that and they said look you can start doing some movement again okay. and training again I was like amazing great because I knew that I would be happier because your head was in the toilet like you get so low when you can't do what you need to do physically yeah lying yeah. in bed is and not that's not like we good. talked about before it's a massive part of my identity yeah. so someone takes that away from me and as well as that I'm trying to mind my four-year-old at home as well and the crashes had actually closed yes in that week yeah it was a horrendous it was honestly one of the worst week of my life so the crashes had closed going into a lockdown twin pregnancy news bed rest and then the Besborough mother and baby home scandal had all come out and my family were really affected by that so it was just a really heavy week and I'm actually not surprised that I had the bleed and I think it was just the stress of all of that it was just in a way it's 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 in a way that kind of bleed at nine ten weeks and getting you in there might have been a good sign for this pregnancy to be protected because perhaps if it had happened later, it would have led to something more, yeah. you know, like in a way it was someone telling you, slow you down. gotta stop you because gotta your body down. is wrecked, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, but once I kind of got past all of that and could get back training and I kept my workload reduced massively, my community um, of my clients, like they were just unbelievable. They were so supportive, like. But I also I, feel that you had a social media presence, right? You did. But it literally went, it kind of exploded with this twin pregnancy because the the awe, you were like this hero. You like had this <laughs> business and we followed you and you were amazing, but you were suddenly like working out in a really like controlled, gorgeous environment. Nothing that's like, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. Like working out how you should be. Yeah. Carrying twins. Yeah. And working through that pregnancy. And I think that was very, I think there was a, we had a lot of admiration for you as women. I could see your following increase and increase and your presence and your conversations relating to people more. You were showing this authentic side that sometimes we hide because we just want to be all things to all people, Mm -hmm. um, saying it as it is Mm. and speaking your truth. And I think that's, you know, where perhaps your business, your brand has even become this this bigger thing. I'm sure you feel it. Yeah, it definitely Um, has. It's it's crazy. It's funny, like whenever I have those really challenging times at home with the kids and when it's just, it's so much, like I can't even verbalize like how chaotic it is sometimes and overwhelming and overstimulating and it's like the harder it is for me the more I can relate to my clients the more I can be like I know how hard this is (laughs) I totally get it like I'm living it as well you know but there is a way and it's so important that we make space for ourselves within our own lives we deserve it like we can't give everything we cannot. We will be sick. We will be burnt out. We will be and me- when you mentally do, you do unwell. end up sick. Yeah. yeah, like it just doesn't work out. So it is just trying to mind find those little snippets in the day where you're like, I'm having five minutes, twenty minutes, whatever, to myself, and then every now and again, been like, do you know what, Mama's checking out for a weekend. 
Haven't done it yet, but I can't wait to check out. I'm checking out for the first time in March, and I'm, I, I just, but I make time because if I didn't, I would be her, like a horrendous person. And mm. so every evening I go off to the gym. And if I did not do that, I cannot tell you how my head would be in the toilet. It just, my stress levels, the exhaustion from everything. Um, our little one has me up three times a night still on the boob. You know, there's a myriad things going on in our yeah. house, but I know that if I didn't do that, I'd be even less a human. So, and I think you're keeping us all, and I hate the word, your inspirational journey, but I think you're keeping us all in check too. Because it's like, yes, we, you're not one of these trainers who's like, I have no family, I'm free, easy, easy and single, <laughs> yeah. with my abs just standing here preaching to you. You're relating to us. Like, I yeah. also have a family. My yeah. house is on fire, but I've turned <laughs> up and I'm working out and I'm helping you. Um, can you talk a little bit about, so the pregnancy progresses and we see this fantastically fit human. And I know the aesthetic isn't important, but you were looking so incredibly fit. But then you have this bump. I know. It was huge. Well, it wasn't huge, but it was was so funny. It was massive. The twins were, they were 15 pounds in total. Lucy was eight pounds and Willow was seven pounds. So you went full term, you went? At 38 weeks, I was in 38 weeks, that was it. Yeah. And how was that labor? Um, Do you know what? I actually had another incredible birth experience, really different to Jacob's. Like Jacob, I had an unmedicated delivery, which was fabulous. Uh, The twins highly medicalized and I was completely okay with that you know the amount of times I said to the consultant I was in the public system which I thought was just amazing for the twin pregnancy as well yeah they I was so well minded so the consultant who was there in the night I just said so many times I'm not fighting for this vaginal delivery go for it whatever you think like you know whatever you think like just well that's great you're really trusting I was really trusting I was like I just need to keep an open mindset here and at one point he came in and he said, look, you're not dilating. Nothing's really happening. Gosh. And he was like, it is looking like it's probably going to be a C-section. Okay. And I was like, perfect, that's fine. Okay, you, know? you weren't kind of no, adverse. Or, no, okay. I was like, look. Because especially with your recovery with C-section <coughs> and someone who's a trainer, you didn't kind of feel upset about that, that no, it might I be didn't. slower. And no, And you know, yeah. to be honest, like a C-section recovery, do you know, isn't much more than somebody who's had a vaginal delivery with a tear. Okay, there's a big myth there. Okay. I think so. Mm -hmm. Like I would take on a C-section client who's having a normal recovery at the same time that I would take on somebody from a vaginal delivery. Do you know? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because once they're training properly and in a safe and controlled way, you can absolutely get back to movement. And I knew this. I just really wanted, do you know what? I was really worried that I would deliver twin one vaginally and twin two would have to be a C-section. That I was like, just do not let that happen to me. Okay, which is so, frightening. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Hollis so Street are fantastic. Happen. I was there for both my kids. Yeah. Um, I think similar, my first child was, you know, unmedicated, natural, uh, but I was younger and mm-hmm. fitter and vibing and candles, pregnancy balling. They just going laughed into at me. It. Oh, completely. Doing my <laughs> yoga, getting my massages, no COVID, no other child, yeah. zen. Yeah. And then the second was like... Um, a shit show, yeah. One of those labors that just went on for nine thousand years. Okay, um, was still un- unmedicated, but it was just her- just a long like yeah. back in the shower, it, out of the shower, yeah. some kind of massage ball thing. Okay. Turn this way. She's gone breach again. She was a little devil. She was tiny, so she kept switching. Yeah, but um, very different labors. So that's interesting you say about yeah. that. So you come out, and it's it's like you're not going home to a foot massage. You have another child. And yeah. I found that, and I don't know whether you did. Now, I know you have also two you're bringing. Yeah. I found that hugely challenging. Yeah. Like, I cannot, I remember just being like, wow, this is so extreme, I found the emotions. The hardest part of having the twins was having the twins plus Jacob and his reaction to the twins. And 
becoming a big brother and it not really being as good crack as everyone kind of made up that it was going to be to him he was like well this is a bit shit they've sold me a lot yeah because we're like you're going to be a big brother or sister and they're looking at you going really and you give them the present and the lego and the nonsense but really it's it's boring for you yeah and me and sam were so consumed with like changing nappies Mm. feeding babies shh the twins are asleep jacob do not make a sound you're the poor kid it was was awful (laughs) awful like we didn't have a second do you know and uh yeah it was really 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 tough for him the twins were born born in august by christmas he was really all over the same, place we the same he was not in a good place at all and so i reached out to doc- dr rebecca quinn and, they, and doctor, she's amazing dr eva durkin and they yeah. really helped me just get jacob back on the street it's just that narrow. guidance like we, we we did a little bit of that because we were like she's not she's been lost in the ether but she's also her 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 behaviour is not in keeping with this is all because she's feeling out of the loop. Yeah. And it's only now that Simone's nearly 18 months and finding her, her sister is like enjoying the crap. Yeah. And it's yeah. lovely. To, and sorry, that's now. lovely. Yeah, it's know. great. But there was a time there like it was awful. And also it was me knowing how to react to Jacob's behaviour because I was sleep deprived. Oh, look. Stressed. Snap, snap. Do you know, it was just, and I just, the those two girls, um, Aoife and Rebecca, they just literally brought me back down, gave me a bit of perspective of, of what was happening in Jacob's world and that actually, you know, putting him on the naughty step three times a day maybe <laughs> isn't the best idea. Yeah. Do you know, and it was just turning that around and saying to Jacob, like, I think you're having a really tough time. Like, I know this is really hard and it's so hard for mum as well. And like, I don't really know what to do sometimes, pet, and I'm trying my best and kind of just getting us onto the same wavelength and sad because you kind of miss your little it was so hard I'm even tearing up thinking about it and just reward like rewarding the good behavior and you know completely overlooking the bad behavior like and it just it now it comes back like he's Jacob is a very strong character (laughs) um but um I also didn't want I don't want to break his little spirit I love that he's a strong and determined little guy and you know he he is just the most amazing kid he's gorgeous yeah I've met him in a few playgrounds um and he's he's a wonderful kid but there are those moments isn't it terrible this kind of modern parenting where you have that guilt of saying you're being bold and you're not allowed to say that or you're your behavior is bad um you know this is bold bad bold and yeah. you're just not we're not allowed to say that anymore it's it's not nice it's unkind it sits with them it's dangerous it's toxic parenting and there's a lot of guilt that when you're in that moment they've done something like <laughs> the myriad of weird things that happen in our house like take something out of the toilet or throw mommy's Chanel perfume you know into yeah. the rec- they do things all the time that are irritating and you do flip and we've this guilt of 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 shouting or saying something unkind or giving out. And I think you're right. It's it's that reverse that you can actually go back and say, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I shouted at you because you weren't behaving very nicely or you were being tricky or and, and you know, reconnecting. Whereas I think p- perhaps when we were being parented to kids, there wasn't a reconnect. It was just left. And that's probably where we yeah. kind of. But as well, I think it's accepting that like I'm an imperfect parent. I'm doing my best. There's yeah. no guidebook here. Do you know, all I can do is my best. And, you know, there are things I've done that Jacob will definitely be talking about in therapy in 20 years. Great. It's like, but like, that's okay. When married to my daughter and they're both saying yeah. those two parents. <laughs> no, 
they, we were spirited apparently I don't think that's true my child is very spirited too but you know it is just giving yourself a break you're doing your best like unless you're doing awful things yeah like you can't be perfect you can't no. be completely controlled and by the book all no. the time and that's in parenting that's in fitness and lifestyle that's in your work that's in everything like can we just give in to being imperfect so is this the best of times I was going to lead a segue into that, but you've just kind of said nothing's perfect. Is this the best of times? Because we look back at the 90s, a wonderful time for music, mm. Britpop, concerts, freedom, um, fashion. I thought it was the most amazing. Then I look at the noughties, wonderful travels. You meet your boyfriends, your partner, you start your career. It feels like everything is on fire in the world. And I think that's just sometimes where we're at in life. Things are really tricky and challenging and the economy and the world and but then people go, you will look back in a few years and go, this was the best Yeah, but in the noughties, we had all those tricky times and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, of course we you did. Just it's all romanticised. It's all romanticised. Is it the best of times? I don't know. I think in every phase of our life, we're going to have, you can have the best of times and the worst of times. And it is, I just really lean into going with the flow. Okay. Do you know, and... I really try and do that with a lot of things. Lean into the discomfort, lean into the chaoticness, try and accept where we're at. Um, and like all I can control is my reaction to things. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And you're very zen. I'm not, though. But I'm <laughs> not. That's what I'm very saying. Zen. I'm not. I, and it's OK that I'm not. Yeah, OK. Do you know? Um, and because I'm not constantly trying to be something or trying to be like this is the best of times you know I have to be zen I have to be all this it's just like this is what it is do you know yeah 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 let's just go with it and see what happens and like let's stop trying to mold things to the way that we want them to be and just kind of accept them as they are my husband came to me in January with his new work schedule he basically leaves in the morning at 6am and is home at 10pm Monday to Friday and he works weekends great and (laughs) I let's renew our vows Sammy freaked out I'm not gonna lie I yeah, your reaction freaked. was zen. Freaked out <laughs> and I was fighting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting, fighting and I was just like, like I literally was waking up in the middle of the night being like, I am just so cross at you. Yeah. Like I am so mad yeah. like that you've done this to me. To us. Like you've taken my training away. My work hours are gone. Like this better be worth it. You know, the sacrifice that we're making and I was fighting it and it was only last week I, like I sat down we had a ch- chat about it. The chats. And... I kind of was like, Emma, you are either going to literally throw a grenade into your marriage, into your life by fighting this, or you can just calm the fuck down, (laughs) accept it, see how it goes, go with the flow for Mm -hmm. a little while, call in some extra support. Like Emma, our nanny, is just incredible. She came in a little bit early so I could be here today. And my mom, like, you know, I'm not... I was like, mom, I'm just going to have to ask you for help a little Mm -hmm. bit more often with Mm -hmm. the kids. And... You know, I have to change all of my training around and kind of just make it work because it's important to him mm-hmm. that it works. And me fighting it, honestly, it was just awful. So and since I've kind of just accepted it, sat into it and gone with it, it's I'm not kind of tormented by yes. it, do you know, at the moment. Yes. Yeah. No, and yeah. I could, something could happen and I'm like, oh, OK, this is just too much, do you know? But I'll always verbalise it. I don't internalise like much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty feisty in our house about yeah. how I, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it, it it is just, I think, leaning into it and going with the flow and knowing that it's going to not be perfect. That's okay. I'm loving this not perfect thing. You are completely yourself um, on social media. People need to follow you. 
people need to follow you. Um, you do a workout and I'm like, right, I'm off. <laughs> because like it's, I get like, it's not like a workout where you're like, mm, I'm good for that one. Like it's such a strong, empowered is such a good name because that's what it is. Um, you talk about something with the kids. I'm like, yep, she, oh, good. Um, how you look is something that's, yes, it's stunning and strong and gorgeous, but you feel it's achievable. Like everything about you is is so accessible, relatable, gorgeous, inspirational, all of these things. How important is it to you to be completely yourself? Do you know what? I don't really have time to be anything else. I don't have the mental, the more mental load. It's kind of, I'm really like, this is it, kind of take it or leave it. Do you know, this is what I have to offer. This is the services I can give. And this is the time that I can commit to them. If that works for you, amazing. I'm so happy that you're here. And if it doesn't, I can recommend a thousand other trainers that might be good for you or whatever. And all I can give is all that I've got, do you know? (laughs) It's a song. Is it? (laughs) I think so. Um, But... I just think, um, yeah, I don't really have time to be anything but authentic. And like that, when I came into the fitness industry, it was so inauthentic, so toxic that I was like, when I realized what it was, I was like, I not, I didn't come in to change it, but I was like, okay, this is how I'm doing it. And if people are with me, great. <laughs> and, and if as, they're not, that's okay. But as a okay. result, your business is booming. You're getting partnerships in social media that aren't kind of inauthentic or cringe or like they, they really sit with what you do and yeah. what you talk about. I don't feel like you're throwing stuff at us. Like you can see that you're, you know, making money and having an income, but it's all really authentic and gorgeously. Yeah, like I, I feel like you relate. Yeah, but I don't brands exactly. that don't align with what I, what I would use. As I always say to, you know, people who approach me with different opportunities, unless it's a product that I would actually pay for myself and use, I'm not really interested. What fitness message then coming from that do you want to give to women? I think, unfortunately, Emma, yes, there are loads of fitties out there getting up and getting out and doing their 5 a.m.s. And I know lots of women who work in corporate um, Dublin and they're getting up and they've got all the help in the world or crashes mm-hmm. and they get up and they go to personal trainers they go to gyms and they're fucking fat and then there are, are women who perhaps don't have that support or their husbands are working long hours or they're a little bit stuck in their head and stuck in a rush mm-hmm. and stuck in their bodies mm-hmm. what message do you have to give to them join Empowered Mama <laughs> honestly that's that's what we do we work with everybody from beginners pregnancy postnatal we're moving into the perimenopause and menopause space at the moment um, that's a we, sexy space yeah it is isn't yeah. it someone said that they're like this is yeah. actually going to be okay <laughs> yeah it's going to be great um, and everything kind of in between and it is just making fitness accessible making it um not intimidating and scary like you can do my workout in your pajamas at home with your kids around you do you know what I mean you don't even have to leave your house you know it's all minimal equipment short workouts with myself or some of the other trainers that work for me within our kind of community it's all women just like us just normal people who just want to be a bit fitter um, lose some weight get stronger this is great we do a lot of this Mm -hmm. I work out for my mental health yeah yeah, I work out to feel stronger. Yeah, I work out um, for my family. No, look, we do this. I'm so glad that you said Why, this. What is so wrong? What is so wrong about saying I'm working out to shed some pounds? We don't have to say we're working out to be a heroin chic supermodel mm-hmm. or that we're working out to be whatever size. And who cares if you're 6, 8, 50, you know, 14, 8, 20. 
some of us are working out to shed some some mm-hmm. weight because it's actually something that we feel strongly about and yeah. we want to wear our clothes and look and feel good maybe not for a partner but for ourselves and what there's a real strange taboo about saying that and if you say it you're either a narcissist vain horrible yeah. or you're putting out a really bad message I to f- women yeah i feel in the especially in the postnatal space it's it's a very fine line but as i always say to anyone that works at me i don't really care why you're here Whatever you want, I can get you to in a safe and sustainable way. This whole thing about the kind of anti bounce back mm-hmm. post pregnancy thing really annoys me because I'm like, can we just stop telling women how their body should be? Can we stop telling women what they should do with their body? Can we show them how to do things in a healthy and sustainable way so that they feel fucking amazing, <laughs> that they're able to play with their kids, they're able to wear the clothes that they want, go the places that they want to go, that their life isn't being made smaller because they're ashamed of how they look. Totally. <clears throat> Let's help and elevate women to mm-hmm. live the life that they dreamed of. Yes. And sometimes for some women, and it's not all women, that might mean that they want to lose some weight. 100%. And it can be such a massive um, kind of blast off platform almost for the rest of their life to open up. And I have seen that with so many women. One of the things that I hate the most is at the start of my Empowered Mama, my in-person classes, is we do little intros and some of the girls might say like, I'm here to get stronger or I'm here to rehabilitate uh, prolapse and then you'll have one that's like I'm here to lose some weight sorry sorry <laughs> and I'm like please don't apologize Go for sister there is yeah. no shame no there is no there shame there is no shame in you we wanting- put on weight throughout our life we lose weight throughout our life we change our bodies change we have we birth babies you are bound to want to lose some of that weight but or and not even, and even if they don't can we stop shaming women yes Regardless of how their body looks. I saw there recently a magazine after Rihanna had her baby and it was like they plastered her up as the poster girl of the anti-bounce back baby movement. And I just said, who are you to comment? Like, say nothing. But also maybe Rihanna thinks she did bounce back. What if she sees (laughs) that? Exactly. (laughs) What if someone was like, God, Rebecca's really embracing her What? I thought I looked really slim. You know what I mean? We're just so, just stop talking about it. But also, stop commenting. I, I, I find I used to be frightened to say to my friends, yeah, I'm working out a lot. It's from my mental I'm working out because I want to shed some pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's next for you? What is next? Um, we're moving into the menopause space. I really, really want to build a course um, specifically for peri right. and uh, menopause. I work with loads of women through it at the moment. We ju- I just want to build a course for that. Um, I want to expand on the retreat kind of side of things. Um, the retreats are, I was going to say synonymous, like phenomenal, uh, talked about, famous, infamous, hard to get on, yeah. um, life-changing, They are so emotional. amazing. Yeah, They're people just talk amazing. about these retreats, so if you can so, get on to one. Yeah, we have our next one now, the 21st to the 23rd of April in Seafield Hotel in Wexford, so really looking forward to that. Um, what else do I want to do? I, I honestly... have like three more twins, that's a twins. That's <laughs> definitely no more babies. <laughs> The baby shop is closed. I don't want to let you go, but we're nearly times up. But I want to do a quick fire um, round with you because sometimes you can get some little nuggets out of people okay. from these and sometimes not so much. Um, <laughs> but I want to do this with you, Emma, before unfortunately we have to um, finish off the chat. Okay, come with what's at the top of your mind on these. Are we too child-centric nowadays? 
Mm, I don't know what child centric means. So Sorry. we're obsessed with gentle parenting, making sure your pe- kids are okay. We talk about our children all the time. We parent very yeah. differently. Yeah. So are we too child centric? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Do your kids sleep? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Generally, they oh. do. Uh, happiest recent memory. Um, happiest recent memory. Uh, Jacob Lucene Willow Christmas movie. Nobody was crying and it was like, oh my God, this is a lovely moment. Nobody did a poo explosion. <laughs> Best thing about children. Um, they love, they, they are perfectly happy in themselves Ugh, and they nice. just are as they want to be. Hardest thing about pregnancy. Um, getting, getting big. Yep. On those twinnies. A hero of yours. Um, oh, I have so many, but top of my head is my dad. Mm, that's lovely. Favorite thing to do as a family. Stay at home. We don't go anywhere. Just causes chaos. We stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave your house. What's the favourite thing to do on your own? Train. Okay. Go to the gym and have a shower afterwards. It has to be a, a double thing to be my favourite. <laughs> Final thing, and it sounds grim, but it's not really. What is the biggest fear that you have for your children? Biggest fear is them not being happy in who they are. I want my kids oh. to be whatever they want to be whoever they want to be and know that I fully and unconditionally accept them as they are and I never want them to change from whatever that might be. Oh, Emma Dowling, such a pleasure. I was so dying to chat to you and I'm so glad I did. It was absolutely gorgeous conversation. Thank you for having me And I wish you so much success and love and luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Little Birdie Told Me and if you did, it would be wonderful if you could subscribe to the podcast.